What's up, man? Hey, it's been a long time. It's been way too long. Hey, it's uh, Eric Humes and Adam Short here in the Rooftop Realty Studio. Staying in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How's uh, how's the how's the house? How's everything uh, on the front for? Dude, it's good. It's good. I've been kind of a little bit busy with work, but uh, it's all good, man. It's it's been an exciting week. I've been away from home. It, you know, every time I'm away from home, though, it just it sucks. I life at home sometimes gets hectic. You know, dads. I mean, a, a lot is on our shoulders, man. And, uh, it gets a little crazy, but then, so you, all of a sudden you get an opportunity or like work has to take you out of town or takes you away. And I hate to say it this way, but sometimes you look forward to it. It's like, Oh, <laughs> sweet. I don't have, I, I, it's almost like a break, even though it's work, it's like a break, man. After a day out there, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm like, I'm over it. I can't wait to be with my family. And you don't realize what your wife and your kids do to you mentally away from work. You get to kind of, uh, what's it called? Like clock out of work mentally and be able to be home. Dude, and that helps so much, man. It, it, it put, it, it balances me out and, uh, being away, man, that just, it, it really, really sucks after a while. I won't lie. The first day there's like a honeymoon, honeymoon phase to it. You're kind of like, oh, do what I want to do. And you know, kind of a thing but uh but then after a little while it's just it wears away fast and the next you know you're wishing your kids were climbing on you and i don't know about you but if it gets too quiet like in a hotel room i can't sleep like you would think that oh i'm i'm the I gotta same have way some noise. actually yeah i i sleep horribly away from my own bed and i never really understood why um, i don't travel a lot but when i do it is kind of crazy a i get i super insomniac um, and it's, it's like, I can't wait to get back. Same thing. And it's weird because, uh, you know, I usually go there for a purpose and I can't wait to get back, be more productive. And it's when you were saying that what I was going through my head was, um, like two nights ago, I was bouncing between all three of my kids and they were all doing homework. And so I was helping the third grader, the sixth grader, the eighth mm -hmm. grader. And I was just kind of made this little track. Hey, dad, I need help with this. Hey, dad, I need to help with this. <laughs> and uh, I love it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love it. I'm like, this is, yeah, this is where I, a great place to be right now. You know, people always say, like, when it gets hectic, my kids at church and they're climbing all over me and they're just being, they're being kids. Someone older member would come up to me and say, you know, one day you're going to miss this. And I'm like, you know, bull crap. I don't think I'm going to miss this. But then there's moments like this last week that I was away from home for about a week, you know, out of town. And I, yeah, it, it hit me hard, man. It hit me hard. And it's just like, yeah, I, I, I think I would miss it. And I, you know, it's crazy. It's out of control. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Some days it gets stressful and the minute the wife and I hit the pillow, we're out because we're just exhausted. But at the same time, yeah, man, it's it's great. So we're sitting here in your office, the Rooftop Realty Studio, man. This is nice. Yeah, this, this makes, is cool. Makes it convenient. So, um, well, we'll talk about like what are some things that you, you know, talk about checking out. I think that's rough to do in these days, right? We're so busy. So what do you do to check out? Like, what are you going to do now that you're back home? Well, what I do like this morning, uh, I am, uh, 
I am training for the Las Vegas Rock and Roll Marathon. It's coming up in about, I think, five or six weeks uh, in November. I think it's the 17th. Uh, I signed up for this at the beginning of the year, and I committed to it. And I, I, the training has helped me kind of check out a little bit. It's not for very long, about a couple hours a day. I can go to the gym or I go run. This morning I went running. I ran around Heritage early in the morning. I put some headphones on. Sometimes I listen to a podcast or some music or something, and I kind of just check out. No one's bothering me that morning. Get get some miles in, and it makes me feel good. And uh, I'm training for that marathon, so I'm trying to put as many miles in as I can. But uh, uh, but that's my biggest checkout is is – usually early in the morning. I, everyone tells me because my alarm goes off around three thirty, three forty-five in the morning and I'm up and I want to be out. I usually will go to the gym or I go running at least by four o'clock and everyone is like, you're, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. But I fell in love with mornings. Even I've had some mornings where I don't, if I don't go to the gym or if I don't run, I will read or I, I, I've made a commitment and I'm not very good at this, but I heard on, uh, another podcast, how important writing is just write like old school with the journal, pen and wow. paper writing. And it, it does something creativity, you know, it, it does something. So I thought, you know what, I, I want to just write some of it doesn't even make sense, but whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm thinking old school, not, not on the computer, not on the phone pen and paper. So sometimes I do that, but that's my ways of checking out, but they're for short periods of time. Cause the minute it's time for the kids to get up, the race is on, man. I'm, we're running. The wife and I are going from one place to another. I hit, I go to work, work hard there. And it, it, so it's mornings and it's, you know, a few yeah. hours in the morning. I've been playing uh, early morning basketball up until a couple of years. Well, up until lately. Cause now I'm teaching a class in the morning, but uh, five o'clock, a lot of commitment. Um, it's a pool of like 20 guys. And over the last 15 years of uh, playing basketball three times a week from five 30 in the morning till seven at different locations is a huge commitment. But when I play basketball in the morning or like, you know, we went running a couple weeks ago, that's the way I like to start my day. Yeah. And what I struggle with right now is teaching this class, actually. And I knew it was going to be a struggle because I've done it before. And, you know, my day doesn't like hit off like a like a rocket ship because I'm not like like I'm a high energy person. Mm -hmm. And man, when I when I come in and I've either worked out and I'm just, you know, beat sweat, you know, um, putting a, a great exercise down, man, you feel like, Hey, I've got something accomplished right off the get go. And now I can make the rest of the day. Great. Yeah. Well, coming out of the gate and you're teaching and I'm, I'm teaching youth. And so they're great kids and they do get me jazzed up, but it's, it's different. And so I have, I'm trying to learn in life. What my lesson here is, is to take this like for the last eight days straight, I've been teaching no break, no exercise. And how do I compensate for that? Like, when do I go exercise at some other yeah. time? And what, like, how do I compensate with that me personally? Like, mm -hmm. 
Otherwise, I start to boil over. Like my 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 wife knows. Uh, you're kind of getting to a boiling point yeah. right now. Yeah, you you need to. And so I also play sports at night. And if I don't have a good game, to be honest with you, it, I wear my games on my sleeve a little bit as a weekend warrior. And when it gets to a boiling point, man, I I you know, I'm not I'm not very nice. Yeah, oh no, I hear you loud and clear. I'm the same way. And well, the way I see it in my schedule, if I don't do it in the morning, it's probably not going to happen that day. Yeah. Uh, I wear down. Uh, the evenings get crazy. They're unpredictable between homework and sports and everything else. I, it's just I can't if if I'm not getting my butt out of bed, it's probably not going to happen that day. So I, I, I force myself and, and, and I give myself a little guilt trip. You know, it's a huge motivator for me. And it, this is going to sound weird, but but money, it drives me crazy to waste money. And so if I know that I'm paying a gym membership and I don't go, I feel like I gave LVAC free money <laughs> and I'm not getting anything in return. And that, that yeah. will, that will literally keep me awake at night. I know that sounds weird. I don't think it's weird at all, but, uh, but I, but that gets me motivated. It's like, dude, they're not getting my money for free. I'm going, I'm going to go and I'm going to move those weights and I'm going to, I'm going to use their equipment and it gets me there. That's why I immediately signed up for that marathon is I paid that money. Once I paid that money, I'm committed. committed. And, uh, and to me, that's signing that line, that dotted line saying I'm in and it helps me. And it's a motivator for me, you know? And I, I think that's a huge thing is I talk to guys out there all the time and they're same thing. They're busy, dude. They're dads, they're Husbands, they're working, they got stuff going on, and they, but every one of them say, oh, I know I need to be in better shape, or I would love to go to the gym, or I would love to do this. And they have to find that motivation for themselves and find that time. And sometimes you got to change some things up. I mean, I didn't naturally wake up at 3 30 every morning, but you train yourself, you, you kind of get yourself up. And then once it starts going, it becomes easier and easier. Let me, I, I want to explore that, like that, um, that same thing. I hate wasting money, um, but I am a splurge buyer. So if I see something I want to splurge on. But see, you're getting something in return. Oh, yeah. You know, so, so even if you're buying something, you, you get that pair of shoes or whatever you're buying. Yeah, you get that. So to me, that makes sense. But free money, like oh. just to give to them. And, and then you drive, and I don't know what it is. LVAC is like their marketing is fantastic. They put all their gyms next to freeways. It's like impossible not to drive by. Yeah. So you drive by whatever gym you, anyone that go, goes to Eastern, I go to that new one over on that wellness uh, over by uh, Russell in Henderson. Henderson Hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one out on the other side. They're all next to freeways. You drive by. They are. Boom. There I it is. I never realized that. Yeah. yeah. They, they know what they're doing. So when you forget to go, Next thing you know, you're driving down the freeway, going to work, and boom, there it is. Hey, remember me? I'm Let's talk about here. your eating habits growing up. Did you, like, my parents were really staunch about you don't you don't leave the table until you cleaned your plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that, and and that's the, probably the reason why we battle our weight. Yeah. Well, I also think that's why that mentality of hey, I don't want to waste not waste not want not. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that's a little bit of that ingrained. Hey you know, I put this out there, you better, you better eat it. Same thing is, Hey, I put that 20 bucks out there for the membership. I better get some value out of it. Exactly. I, I wonder if it's the same mentality. 
Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I grew up modest. My dad worked hard. He he actually worked and uh, retired from Time Met here in Henderson, and uh, he 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 did a. He always gave us the things that we needed. We never had everything that we wanted, but we had what we needed. And I was always grateful for that. But when it was time for me to earn my own money and get myself, I cherished it. And I would save up money to get these certain items. And I'm, I'm pretty big when it comes to like, my wife thinks I'm, I just buy name brand, but I like to buy quality and I'm not scared to spend a little extra money on quality. I think that's a life lesson. So I was working at True Value as a kid and one of my coworkers, he was re retired and he's like, hey, can you come over to my house and help me with, with some stuff around the house? And I went there and everything at his house was nice. And it taught me like, you know, that was one person, like there was many people along the line who kept reinforcing this. Like it's better to buy quality, and buy it right the first time than it is to buy a bunch of crappy stuff Absolutely. along the way. Well, I'll, I'm going to take you back a little bit. My very first job was Carl's Jr., right? And uh, I worked Impressive. with yeah, I worked with my buddy Jason Hackney. Shout out to Jason. <laughs> and anyways, we, Las Vegas's finest. <laughs> we uh, we worked there for a while. Anyway, my first job, and I saved up a few paychecks, and I went out and bought me a pair of sneakers that I've wanted for a long time. My dad would never spend this much money on sneakers. It's going to bring you back. I bought that first pair of Reebok pumps. You remember those with oh, the basketball on the tongue? Love those. Old school. And you pump them up and then you can hear yes. it go, you know, when, yeah, love them. Well, they were over a hundred dollars even back then. And this is like what? Early, early nineties, yeah. maybe late eighties, right? Late eighties. But for those listening, <laughs> Anyways, I, I saved up and I went out and bought them. My dad found out how much I spent on them. Now, I spent my own money, and he was cool with me spending my own money. But he thought that was the dumbest purchase ever. Why would you spend this much money on these stupid shoes? And he was upset that I wasted my own money. But at the same time, it was something I wanted. So I saved for it. I, saved, I had to save a couple paychecks, yeah. you know, minimum wage type job, put it together. 450 an hour. Is that what it was? Probably, yeah, it, it was probably like was then. Yeah, or four seventy five. And like uh, but I got those shoes, and I wore. Man, I took care of those shoes. I made sure I didn't walk in the dirt. I walked the long way around everything. Oh, I, I, I wanted to make sure those things last, and they lasted a long time. Do you remember the little uh, old school like sneaker scrubbers, and it had the yes. little the little <laughs> thing on top? Oh yeah, I had I had my fair share of Nikes and. Same thing. Shh, polish yep, those yep. babies right up. Like well, I use that shoes. polish more on my friend's cars than I did on my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing stuff all over them. Oh, man, that was th those are good. Oh, I can't believe you had a pair of pumps. Yeah, I did. I saved up. And, you were a and cool kid. I nah, I just it, it was something I wanted. I got my first job, and that's what and that's what I saved for. But to me. Those shoes lasted a long time. I, I remember the air, the little air pockets things were the first ones, things to go. But the shoe still looked good. The shoe worked really well. And I had it for, I, I, I can't even remember how it's long It's probably I worth them. money still, actually, if you would have got rid Kept of them. Kept them? Yeah. I know classic shoes are like Jordans and all them. That They're up there. You can still buy them, but they're, maybe I should have kept that pair should've of shoes. Should have kept that pair. Man, that would have been. I always want a pair of Jordans. I still want to, if anybody would like to donate uh, 12 and a half uh, size Jordans, I've always wanted Jordans. So, um, yeah, you know, 
my kids actually, not my kids, my oldest actually gives me a hard time. I enjoy nice shoes. I enjoy like, you know what? If my shoes don't fit me right now, I will literally go buy another pair of shoes. And I'm hard on my shoes. Like at our size, Adam and I are, are both not small. We're, uh, we're thick, man. Yeah. We're big boys. And so, dude, I've always been really hard on my shoes. And so I break them down. And he's like, oh, I've only got one or two. I'm like, well, well, bud, guess what? I'm the dad. This yeah. is one of the perks of being a dad, brother, is uh, I'll go buy a pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's something about it. It, it. it makes you feel good. It makes yeah. you feel like a million bucks. All the other problems in your life go away when you're rocking a new pair of sneaks, man. Or, so I'm wearing a, a pair of Cole hands right now. And uh, for those that don't, a little shout out to Cole hands. I, these things are, they're not cheap, but... They make me do feel like I'm super successful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, You're going to go out and sell a million homes today. Let's go. Let's do it, right? So. But, you know, yeah, it that kind of stuff is a big deal. And I even do that with the kids. I, I kind of, my wife, a little frustrated with it. But, like, I remember one year I took the kids new shoe shopping for the beginning of school year. So we went down there and I bought them some name brand shoes, spent a little money. And I bought them all like a little size, kind of a size bigger. They can yeah. grow into a little bit. You know, they have a little growing room. And she was like, I could have half the price at like Walmart or something. Oh, and the problem, I, I said, sweetheart, look, I guarantee towards the end of the year, they will still be wearing these shoes. You may only drop $20 on a pair of Walmart shoes, but guess what? In about four months, there's holes in them. You got to drop another $20 for another pair of shoes. And yeah. it's just, it's a vicious cycle. But you invest into like a good pair of Nikes or something like that, and you, they're going to last a while. You just get them a little bit big because these kids grow. My oldest son, the uh, rider, 15 years old, dude, he, man, he's going to put me out of house and home, man. He's just grown out of everything. So it, it gets tough because one day the shoes fit fine, and I kid you not, a month later, Dad, I can't put my feet in my shoe. Like what? Are you serious, dude? And it's killing me. But but at the same time, you get them a little bit bigger, and they last a lot longer. And yeah. so I, I think in some stuff, do your research, and I think the quality means a lot. I do too. No, we go by that same policy, and and my son is similar to Ryder in the fact that uh, Aiden is growing leaps and bounds this is when they're supposed to grow leaps and bounds you know he's a monster coming up behind us and uh <laughs> and aiden's not a little boy so he uh you know you i i told him i was like hey be careful when we're wrestling don't be jumping on old dad off the You're top right. rope anymore right. because uh you may hurt me yeah but it's fun to watch him grow man it's, it's fun and you know my my favorite with my three oldest is watching their personalities and even their points of view in the world and things that are going on. It's neat to sit back and even if I don't agree with them, I encourage them to, we're really open in our home where you kind of see where their, their, their points of view go. And even if they are a little bit immature in some of their views, it's good. It's good that they learn that on their own. So they get passionate. I have a, a daughter that's passionate over animals. And uh, we took him to SeaWorld a couple years ago. And she didn't want to go in because she watched the special on how the sea animals and the whales and the dolphins and stuff at SeaWorld 
get mistreated. I was it called blackfish or something Black, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she, uh, um, we go down to SeaWorld and she, she didn't want to go in. She's like, Dad, this is this is not right. And I said, Sweetheart, we're doing this as a family. I respect your cause. You have to respect ours. And everything. Well, you know, I'm 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 just gonna go in there and I'm gonna protest and this and that. And I said, Well, if you're gonna embarrass me, you can, <laughs> you can stand out in the street with the rest of the hippies and protest all you want. But we're going to San Diego as a family. It's a family trip, and we're gonna do this, right? She came in with us and she didn't cause any trouble, but she kept saying stuff now i try to teach her that it's like it's it's good to have your own point of view but it's good to respect others everyone else has a point of view my biggest point of view is just coming and having a good time my wife wanted to see because i think it was the last summer they were doing the shamu show and then they were kind of doing away with it so uh we wanted to see that before they shut it all down and stuff like that so we went down there she had a good time but she kept commenting on like see the way their fins are bent that means they're unhappy. Like, really? What they do? Send an email to corporate? Yeah. You know, I, I'm really unhappy here. But at the same time, I encourage her points of view. And she's always been passionate. Even today, she her heart is huge. She sees even an injured pigeon in the backyard. She wants to nurse it to help. And I think that's good. I, I encourage it. Regardless if I totally agree with it or not, I I, I think it's healthy and it's fun to watch them develop these kind of points of view and their attitude as they get older and it's it's it, it's kind of fun to to be a speculator but at the same time sometimes you have to like uh here think of it this way also and, and just try to give them a, maybe a different point of view but without telling them dude the way you're thinking is really stupid <laughs> you, you don't want to say that well i think i think as parents that's what we're our goals are is those to you know help foster or help you know, these kids grow up, I look at my children and that's what I've always strived for is, Hey, find something you're going to be passionate about. Have fun. Like yeah. what are things that you actually have fun with? What are things that you're actually passionate about and what can you do to uh, help do, you know, what can I do? I always think about what can I do to help them in their passion right now? My son's really into magic, the gathering. And so he gears up, he earns his money for these cards, right? Mm -hmm. And he knows that we could just print the cards out if we, if it was just to play the game, but he looks at, well, if I, if we go to this, I'll probably get this, I can sell these cards. And so he's into the trading part about it as well. And it's great. Like it's something that him and I can do together. And he knows like pretty much it's mostly just, him and I, and so it's quality time. Each one of my Absolutely. kids are like, hey, dad, hey, you know, my daughter's like, hey, we haven't gone to the roller rink in a while, or my youngest son's like, hey, let's go for a bike ride. And and so each one of my kids have that one-on-one -on -one time with me, and that's so critical. And just to see what they're into, I love being into it. Absolutely. You know, our job as parents, as fathers, is to give them – experiences now to make them the best adults they can be. And that's what it is. Him learning how to trade and sell these cards is going to roll into a, a good experiences for him to whatever business he, he ventures into in, in his life. All of these little skill sets, youth sports is huge. It teaches these kids how to win, but how to lose, how to have drive, how to keep going. And that's the most important things that we can teach them. 
it's not just, um, I mean, I'm not downplaying academics. Academics is important, but there's a lot of life lessons on, uh, when we just live life, get into these hobbies, get into these points of views, and then they, they develop on top of academics when they go to school or colleges and stuff, they put all this into like a proper perspective and try to have a, a very successful life. And that to me is, is what we need to do as fathers. And trust me, I, sometimes I feel like I set my kids back more than I do forward. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Your kids are great. Um, one thing about youth sports too, what I really thrive on, we talked about coaching before we started the podcast and, and I have a lot of my coaching pictures around my office is, you know, one of the great like joys that I get as a coach is seeing kids come in who have never played the sport and finding some, some portion of success, whether it's basketball, actually making a shot, whether it's soccer, actually getting out there running and starting to understand the game. Um, those are huge successes. And I think that's something else that youth sport teaches is that, you know what, I can try something new, have fun at it. And, you know, I may not be like the greatest, like I might not, might not be the next Pele, but it might be something that I actually want to pursue. Absolutely. Uh, I shared a text with you that, um, you know, one of the girls that I taught, uh, that I coached volleyball with in the first season, we actually, it was a pretty intense season. And we actually ended up winning the championship. And her mom said, hey, I don't know if you remember us, but you know, you're our daughter's first volleyball coach. And, and just want to let you know that she, out of, uh, 40, out, of, out of 40 girls, made the high school, you know, made the high school team. And like, you know, as parents, we don't always know what the grades are gonna be, right, until they grow older. And same thing with a coach. You don't know what's gonna happen. But to see these kids grow up and find passions and find, you know, find the fun and actually get better at the different sports is, is phenomenal. Oh, it's awesome. And it's so much fun to watch. Biggest rewards I ever get is watching these, these kids grow up and, and become adults. And they don't, even if they don't get into sports, just, just being good people. But I, I've had a couple adult I'm going to call them kids because they're always going to be kids to me, but they're officially adults. But they come up to me at the store. Hey, coach. And just because I coach them maybe a year or two in T-ball or back in Little League or something, they still refer me refer to me as like, hey, coach, coach short. Or they'll call me shorty. And it just makes me feel good. Yeah. It makes me feel like I, I did a very little part in putting their life together. And they remember that. They come up. They visit. Sometimes they're with a wife, a, a new wife, when she's pregnant with their first or something, and they're telling me, hey, my life is this and this, and they go off, and I just, sometimes I walk away, and I can't fight the tears, man, because it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, awesome. Maybe, yeah, done, maybe, I've, maybe I've done I did just good today. a little bit, you know? Yeah, made the world a better but place. It, but it was awesome. Man, Eric, this has been good. This has been a quick uh, podcast. I got to get off to work. And I know you have to work. This is a beautiful morning that we got was able to get together. And uh, we're going to put out more material, man. Yeah. I, I think that's a key for this success and for you guys to stay interested in in, in this podcast is uh, putting out more. We got to get some more interviews in. And uh, this is going to be good. Yeah, so anyways, good. it was fun, Eric. All right. 
Man, it's I hope you have you. a good day. For those, don't forget, subscribe. Get your friends to subscribe. We've got Absolutely. more content coming. We've got some great interviews. We've talked about some of the guests that we have coming up. Um, we've got some other great dads coming uh, to the podcast. So, Right on. All right, man. Signing off. We'll Bye. see you.